Okay, this session we are going to be talking about codependency and how can we qualify a codependent relationship? How does a codependent person normally act? So codependency normally you will see this reflecting with a codependent person binding really well with someone with traits of narcissism. It doesn't necessarily mean that the person has to have a full-on narcissistic personality disorder, but it could be a borderline narcissist or having lots of shades of narcissist in, narcissism in them. So how would that operate? And, and, and again, I think it's super important that we start investigating what is the reason that someone becomes codependent? When we think about that word normally, the first thing that I normally used to think is like, I would imagine a very submissive person or and I don't know why in my head it, I would always see a relationship where women would put, put themselves down or overwork but be in a place of great submission. There is a bit of truth to that. Of course, it's not gender specific. The dynamic between these two people will always be of someone trying really hard to please, overworking, overgiving not having steady boundaries, being extremely scared of putting a stop to a situation that they find uncomfortable. So you see this a lot happening between mothers and children. Children tend to have a narcissistic a way of looking at life, especially from their very early ages, which is absolutely normal. The child thinks that the mother is an extension of themselves. And at the same time, if mommy is happy, it's because I'm a good person, I'm a good boy, I'm a good kid, and I get to control the feelings of mommy. So this is a normal stage in childhood development. When this doesn't get to close that phase and we move on, it would be the child that in the future will control the parents. So the child would be relentless, exhausting, no shades of boundary in their personality. They cannot understand when the parents are tired or when the parents are trying to impose a boundary. So you can see this connection with these two people and it can show up in many places. And so if the person has a more of a codependent personality, it will show at work. It will be difficult for them to ask their wages on time, to leave work on time. They always believe that they haven't delivered enough. They have to put more effort. They have to be perfect. They have to please. So the sense of self is quite small. And how does it all start? How does this all begin? When we go back to root cause, what we really notice is it always stems from early childhood trauma. Remember one thing, the explanation of trauma, trauma and abuse, they don't necessarily have to be something that the person in fact lived, which could sound tricky, but some people can tell you they were abused physically, they were abused mentally, they were abused uh, spiritually, they were abused culturally, and therefore they have a very obvious trauma. Sometimes the person doesn't have anything that tangible to tell you. But the perception of the child of whatever was happening or not happening creates the traumatic feeling. And we are still living today out of that trauma because the seven-year-old in you is still living in you. So many times you will feel, you'll see, especially in my, my profession, I can see how women come back and tell me how they keep attracting this nice guy then suddenly becomes egocentric, egoistic, and not giving them the attention they need. 
And this is kind of like an invisible magnet that the codependent develops to be extremely giving, extremely caring, trying really hard, extremely sweet, and then getting the short end of the stick, which most likely make them really upset. And most of the time they try even harder. And the wound gets open and open. Meaning by fearing being alone or by fearing changing their behavior into setting steady boundaries, they stay into that connection. But they have a huge amount of resentment towards their child that's being totally out of line and, and being uh, with the traits of narcissism, which is lack of compassion. They can even spot that they are somehow upsetting you, but this doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to walk out of their way to stop doing what upsets you. Because in the end of the day, they know that you will complain, you'll nag, you scream, you cry, you, you know, you make a big fuss about something, but the next day you'll be there. You might give them a little bit of a, a silent treatment or whatever bracket bracket lesson you think you might be willing to teach them, but they know for a fact that you will come back and you'll cook an extra meal and you take care of their diaries and you will be present for them. So they know for a fact that you are not healed and they will try again. So whenever we start understanding this dynamics and why is it so important? Because most people are not aware that this is the dynamic that they step in, not only in romantic relationships, but this is how they show up in their work environment, in their friendships. It's very rare that you see a codependent dating another codependent. Why? They are extremely warm to each other. So this can show a bit of an attraction in the beginning, but however, it doesn't sustain itself. It's almost like the narcissistic person needs the codependent and the codependent needs the narcissistic person. When either of them start healing, either the connection will break or it really revamps when both people step into the process of acknowledging what they bring to the relationship and working with diligence um, in healing those wounds, which are all original wounds. Remember, your partner did not create your wounds. Your child did not create your wounds. They are just there as a manifestation of putting light on the issues that were already in you. So this is important why if we keep on blaming uh, this person does this to me and my child doesn't listen and if we keep on blaming the other person what you're actually doing is to give all your power away for that person to dictate if your days are going to be happy or sad and the only person that you can effectively take care of and heal for sure is yourself and the moment you start healing from the level of codependency that you're currently in all your relationships around you will change shapes Yes, of course, it can be scary. There's no guarantees that the people that had the sweet version of you, the nagger, but that will keep on doing, will be very happy with your change. However, it is extremely healthy that in the long run, you can honor very safe boundaries and create connections that are very meaningful. And at the same time, why do I consider that responsible? Because when you put a stop to a game that's not healthy, you give an opportunity for the other person on the other team to also evolve. So this is the first session we are having on the relationship between codependency and narcissism. I hope this helps you.